0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 53, and that goes down on November 3rd. We've got Sawyer DP knuckling up and towing the line against Jonathan Miller, and great having Jonathan on the show. You having a good day so far, Jonathan? Yeah, man, I've been doing good. Yeah, and it seems like this third you know, bare knuckle fight coming up here, kind of important, just in the sense of, you know, couple days shy from the one-year anniversary in the sport, it looks like you debuted on November 5th, like, what would you say, some of, like, the biggest things you've learned from the sport, like, compared to the first fight, to where you're at now?
1: Well, I mean, you, you learn, you learn ain't all about the power no more, it's, it's, you, it's you, you literally gotta know how to fight, like, and you think it's... Yeah, you got to be technical in this sport. You ain't going to throw an will break your hand. That's me all I know.
0: (laughs) But yeah, pretty... That's
1: the biggest thing I've learned. You just... I mean, it's... I don't
0: know. Yeah, for sure, but it seems like pretty active, for sure, though. So, you know, great to see. And it seems like you're looking for, like, a big 2023 campaign here. Like, it seems like you're really fired up about... The sport of bare knuckle, like when did it kind of, you know, get on your radar to want to pursue this sport the way you are?
1: Um, it, it caught my eye because one of my coaches actually uh, this Dylan Kleckler. He's, he was one of the top heavyweights, and I was watching him do it, and I, I wanted to get into it. So I, we started training hard, and then I did, the, I did the tryouts in Jacksonville underneath Lorenzo Hunt and all of them. And I, when I did, after I did the tryouts, I really wanted it then. I just saw everything about it and everything, and I was like, hey, we this for me.
0: I mean, that's an incredible way to get into it. Are you still like training with like Dylan Kleckler presently there?
1: Yeah, yeah, we train every now and then together. He he, he, he goes to gym to gym. So uh, yeah, every now and then we train together.
0: Yeah, I mean a great guy to, you know, learn with and sharpen skills and all. Like what would you say, I guess your main gym is like as you're preparing for this fight? Like where are you mostly training out of for this one?
1: Uh, it's a gym, it's, it's a smaller gym, like, not many people, we don't won't let a lot of people come there and everything, it's called Don't Blink, and swear, that's where I train out of, out of Pensacola, Florida.
0: Is that just to like, curate it to like, mostly like, higher level pros and stuff like that, like you just can't have, you know, anyone walking in type of vibe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's great, I mean, I was gonna ask you if you, I guess like, curate your sparring partner dynamic to like, you know, I guess, like, having similar body types to your opponent or stylistic attributes, but it sounds like the kind of gym you're at, you're getting, like, a ton of great looks and can be adaptable with whatever your opponent does.
1: Yes, i 100
0: But within that, though, like, are you someone that maybe does a certain level of tape study on your opponents, or is that more something you kind of allocate to the coaches, and then you guys, like, collaborate on a game plan kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I really don't watch film more hardly anybody. I just they pick my opponent. I look at him. I'm good to go. I don't even care. I, the same. It's, I mean, I do the same thing for every camp. It's, it's one. It's one thing. You concentrate on one thing, and I, the film and stuff down over there really don't don't play a factor in me. We just do our thing. We do.
0: Yeah, I get that approach too. Just focused on your own individual refinement and all. Yes, sir. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Even in saying that, though, like not really, I guess, allocating the time to, you know, tape studying, focusing on your own efforts, which I get, like this would strike me as an opponent that could really, I guess, serve a lot of the goals that you seem to be trying to achieve in the sport, just with him being ranked number five in your division as of this recording. Like, I mean, is that something you put a certain level of stock in, at least in as far as, you know, kind of ascending the rankings? And from what I can tell, it seems like you want a title shot down the line. Like, does it kind of serve that master and all that?
1: It just means I'm going to get there faster now. So it mean that no he I mean that number don't mean nothing to me. I mean, being number 5 I don't I mean that don't, don't even don't even make me that happy. I'm trying to be number 1.
0: Yeah, well, it seemed like you were looking for some semblance of like a ranked opponent after your last one. Like I saw there was an article where it looked like you were eyeing Chris Camosi as well after his, you know, title eliminator fight that he had there.
1: Yes, sir. I wanted that fight pretty bad, but it didn't
0: happen. I mean, obviously not overlooking this fight, but is that something that you would want down the line? Like, is that still an opponent you want to knuckle up and toe the line against?
1: I mean, I'll toe the line, wherever they want me to. But, I mean, after this one, I mean, he got a fight. He was 2-0 and got a title fight. I'll be 3-0. I could not get a title fight. I mean, who else is really in the division? You know what I mean? I mean, you got you got a few guys that are in the division, but they ain't. I mean, Joe. I mean, my opinion, they
0: suck. <laughs> so you don't really rank like Quentin, Henry, Houston Alexander, or Jeremy Smith terribly highly. Houston an Alexander needs to go
1: and retire. He's done.
0: So. I don't, n- I don't know what he's doing. You haven't been a fan of what he's been doing so much. That's interesting. Is that kind of just a reflection of, I guess, how you see your skill level compared to them or just, like, specifically to them? You're just, in general, not impressed? That's
1: why I see myself compared to them. Yes,
0: sir. Yeah, I mean, fair play. I mean, you seem like a very, you know, focused and motivated kind of guy. Like, I'm curious, like, how you, I guess, prepare for Bare Knuckle, because, like, I feel like I get either, like, one of two answers with this, where I ask about the hand strengthening. Like, some guys, like, swear by the whole you know, gripping sand and working with the wooden Muay Thai boards, but other guys are like, ah, you know, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Like, where are you at with, like, any hand strengthening? I basically,
1: I do my my regular boxing training. the hit mitts and everything else. It gets closer to the fight, I start going down the MMA gloves, and then last like three weeks of camp i'll do i'll, I'll hit miss bare knuckle and i'll hit the board and stuff like that i don't, I don't really grip sand and all that but yet yeah, I, I do believe in the, the knuckle strength especially now because that's my last fight i did break my hand so now i definitely believe in strengthening the knuckles and everything but training wise it's just you a lot of cardio and boxing training basically all you're doing is towards the end you just take your gloves off you gotta start strengthening the hands up
0: that kind of segued into a question i was gonna ask too it's cool that you Kind of like have the bigger gloves in the earlier part of the camp to kind of replicate a certain intensity, but then the smaller gloves to more, I guess, get that precision kind of work. Is that like a methodology informed by Dylan Kleckler, just like to, I guess, curate the camp like that, or is that something that you've kind of refined in your own efforts? I guess.
1: Uh, between between him and my, other, I got another coach. His, his name's uh, Tanner Tanner Edwards. He he's the one that keeps me going through the camp and everything else. That we both just. They both put that in there. Dylan's, Dylan's what put me through all my craziest, craziest cardio I do and everything else. He's a fanatic in that
0: cardio. Yeah, and I feel like it's such a unique cardio for bare knuckle. Just like it seems like a sprint the entire time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it seems like you've got... I mean, obviously the technique very much there, but it seems like you have a certain threshold for pain that would probably behoove you in a sport like this. Like I was seeing before like a fight that was attempted to be booked in January, you had a 180-pound piece of metal fall on you. What happened with all that? That sounds kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it broke my arm and everything. It didn't break it. Actually, it didn't break my arm. It just hit off. It's still a hairline fracture. I don't know, but it, it healed up very fast. It's fine. It didn't keep me from nothing. But I had The hand injury, that that did take a little while because I did my last fight against Dustin Long. I did break my, fing- my middle finger in 13 spots, just one finger. That was that was that was pretty rough coming back from.
0: Yeah, just wild how the human body works. I mean, I guess like the hand is like a bit of like a fragile kind of spot and like a lot of nerves and things like that. But just crazy that like an 180 pound piece of metal falling on you doesn't really have the same impact in a certain sense. No, I don't
1: know. I I made I made it, I made it still myself. So that's
0: what <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, I love that man. That's great. And I mean, just kind of in line with. You Know what we're talking about here with some of your goals and aspirations. Like, do you see yourself getting a shot at that BKFC cruiserweight title by the end of the year? Like, it seems like you want to be active and you're trending well. I don't see why I
1: wouldn't, you know what I mean? Because after, after this fight, I'm, I'm I'm I want something, I'm coming for something, I'm making some noise, like something about to give. Like, it's time, it's time for it's time for something new. You know, Lorenzo had his time, it's time, it's time. I'm the kryptonite to take Lorenzo out, I put it that way
0: that's interesting like what do you i guess see in that like why do you see yourself as being the guy that you know could do that like not doubting you obviously but curious to have you expand upon that a bit more
1: i just i don't i don't feel like nobody's gonna stop me and it's because it's just sport i've been waiting on all my life i had as an amateur i had almost 80 something fights in mma boxing and everything else and this is the this is what i've been waiting for this kind of sport right here it's, I just I know nobody's gonna beat me. There's nobody. I will be the champion.
0: Yeah, I mean the confidence is shining through, and the results are definitely there as well. And kind of going off of that, with both your BKFC fights ending inside the distance, do we see a trend kind of continuing here? Like, are we thinking this one ends inside the distance? I would think that you're thinking that.
1: Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it going past the second round.
0: I love that. Just a very emphatic, succinct kind of prediction. I mean, you seem very laser focused on this fight, which I mean gets me even more excited for it. I was already stoked for it before talking to you, but ramping it up that much more, man. But, you know, I appreciate you making some time and, you know, coming on to have a bit of a chat and everything, but do want to be mindful of your time and schedule for sure, Jonathan. So is there any final parting thought you might want to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, man?
1: No, man. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me on your show.
0: Yeah, it was great having you on. I've enjoyed your previous two BKFC performances. So great to finally have you on. And, and hopefully the first of many. Yeah, very much excited for, you know, BKFC 53, though. And should be a great fight November 3rd against Sawyer DP. And yeah, just to reiterate, thanks for coming on Bear Knuckle Radio. And have a good rest of your day there, Jonathan. You too, man. This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget, you can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts, you can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys.